I'm not half gay and half straight. I'm fully gay and fully straight. Wow. Like, like the humanity and divinity of Jesus. From the smallest room in New York City. Oh, comes a show that gives you a reason to live. I don't know if that's supported by scripture. In the borough, where the sixth train terminates at Pelham Bay P. Home of the botanical G. I'm talking about the Boogie D, where violence is spelled with a capital V. Just ask 15-year-old Matthew McCree, the first dead student in an NYC school since 1993. Let Bully and the young killer confirm buy for life and loving it, except for the bullies, a hard-driven and switchblade ready after years of teasing for his all-access sexuality. 18-year-old Abel Sedino was not like the other boys. He's on suicide watch at Rikers where he's being held without bail and he was ripe to participate as the subject of that tabloid staple, the candid jailhouse interview. <laughs> You've, you're a journalist. Well, I try to be. Yeah. Have you ever uh, conducted one of these? A jailhouse interview? Yes. On both sides of the board. <laughs> Seth was arrested. <laughs> no, I, I've never done that. I've never, never gone into one. Done, I, I would love to, to do it, but I, I don't want to go to Rikers. Well, it's a real drag to get there. <laughs> so is this guy, did, did the... <laughs> Did did he um, really confess to being bi? Yeah, he he confessed to being bi, uh, and, and, and in fact, I think he confessed to it. Maybe he said he's been during teasing since like sixth grade, but I think it might also be a thing where whether he confesses it or not, people can tell. Aha! Uh-huh. You know, I think he may endure some teasing just by uh, nature of his, you know, personality and and things like that. Well, and and that, and that's what happened. You know, like these things build up over time, and as he said. I guess I just snapped. Right. I mean, uh, it's evidenced by the body of Teen McCree, who will be bullying bisexuals in heaven now, (laughs) if if heaven's open to bisexuals. Um, Well, he's... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I did some research to try to find the answers on this, and I came upon a a 2014 article by speaker, writer, and activist Angelique Gravely. You Mm -hmm. must be familiar. Uh, uh, The article's called Five Messages of Hope for Bisexual Christians. Oh, wow. I I like to find the answers to these things. Uh, gravely explains, uh, when I first came out as bisexual, I had no idea how to be both bisexual and Christian at the same time. Well, it doesn't seem complicated. All you need is another woman, a man, and some rosary beads. <laughs> Once you're on all fours, and before you start to eat cunt, uh, with a quick prayer to the queer lady of Guadalupe. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was an interesting piece to find, uh, you know, some messages of hope. As I started to look at the comments, because she's very sincere about it. I thought some of them might be negative, you know, possibly even hilarious. Okay. But everything was supportive. Uh, people related to the piece. I, mean, I have a couple here to show you how they vary. Here's one from uh, Anonymous. It says, my son just came out to me last night as bisexual. I was thinking for a while that he might have been gay. <laughs> oh, well, thank God. <laughs> you know how a mom can tell. Uh, sure. But it was, it was still a bit of a shock. It certainly cleared up a lot of questions I had, exclamation point. Uh, apparently, you know, she'd been wondering. So she said, uh, he loves Jesus and is very involved in church worship. Well, he, there's there, there, there's your tell right now. <laughs> he's quite a <laughs> prayer warrior, anointing people with holy oil and seeing true miracles happen through Jesus. Uh, most of the music I hear him singing are beautiful worship song. Even when he's alone uh, in, in our music room and, and no one can hear. He has such a heart of love and compassion for everyone. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. I know Jesus has used him uh, to love so many lost people. Wait, and, is this really the quote? Yes, this is this is a comment. And, okay. and, and helps some of them to bring uh, to, to bring open to church and meeting him. I don't know. I guess being is what she yeah. meant. But uh, yeah. That was rather hilarious. So actually. yeah, and it continues. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Son likes Jesus and Dick. Uh, then it closes. Uh, we are legion. We do not forgive. We do not forget. Expect us. Uh, so in case you lost the narrative, that was a comment on five messages of hope for bisexual Christians by Anonymous. Okay. Uh, now another bisexual comment. This comes from a 16-year-old young man who has recently, who had recently come out as bisexual. Uh, and the comment says, uh, I'm not half gay and half straight. I'm fully gay and fully straight. Wow. Like, like the humanity and divinity of Jesus. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's, uh, I don't know if that's supported by scripture. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting read on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. This is got yeah, like, he's, a, like, he's a real theologian. Yeah. I date girls, but I'm a fisher of men. <laughs> 
something tells me uh, this is not going to go over well. Uh, it's going to go over about as well uh, about as well in most churches as it would in most gay bars. Right. You know, they're both like, let me know when you pick a team, honey. Fully gay and fully straight, like the humanity and divinity of Jesus. I don't know if sucking an occasional dick is a good basis to compare <laughs> yourself to Christ. Well, you know, this kind of com- brings bring um brings up something that I was wondering about. We were talking about this recently, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, nowadays, yeah. yeah, you've got this, you know, the whole LGBT thing. I mean, they've really taken it so far in the last few years with, you know, where the trends. It's you know, there's uh, uh, post-binary uh, gender identity and gender fluid and all of these different categories. Where's all their letters? Well, yeah, that's true, but also... Um, if there's that many genders, there should be, like, how many... <laughs> at least, yeah, it's, no, you're it's, right. It's going to look like computer code. Right, and but doesn't, like, maybe hexadecimal, um, but <laughs> doesn't... Um, B just seems kind of tame now. Like, oh, I'm, I'm bisexual. It's kind of like... I don't know, like having a wacky haircut. It's it doesn't it doesn't really like what does it mean anymore? Well, I, I you know what it means. It means that that straight people won't date you and gay people won't date you. Um. You know because like uh, gays resent and I've I discovered a lot of this through reading you know the messages of hope, but they they think that you have the ability to tap into to cis privilege. Oh, I see. And they resent that that you could that you can just or straight get, privilege. Like, straight I can't privilege. Do yeah, straight uh straight privilege, yeah. Why wouldn't it be cis? Well, because cis has to do with like it being the same like if you say you're cisgender, that means you're on the same side. That means you're you identify with your gender birth. Yeah, with the with the the birth the, gender. The gender you were assigned at birth, yeah. as they would put it. So that would be okay. Well, it doesn't matter. Straight meaning that's your preference and you're right. Straight privilege, but they think right. they can tap into it. That's why. And I'm, I'm I don't like to use the word cis either because that was assigned by trans people to everybody else in order to equalize their uh, identity that's sexually. That's a good point. And I don't I don't like that. Right. I reject it, that. It seems too. a bit aggressive. <laughs> well, a little bit. Yeah. It's like if I call uh, like my name is Pat Dixon. And uh, you're a non-Dixon. Do you identify as a non-Dixon? You know, <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so, uh, well, so it's sort of like the, it's tough for them, the bisexuals. It's kind of like the um, the old category of the tragic mulatto. Tragic mulatto. Yeah, like you know, in the old days, they would talk about there was like a, the oh, tragedy right. of the yeah, mulatto of course, because yeah. they uh, they're neither they don't really fit in. They don't fit in. They don't fit. They don't fit with. They don't fit with black people. And uh, do I even have to finish it? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> White people are bad about that sometimes, you know. But uh, black people, uh, you know, when I have a black friend, I, I I enjoy that as a cultural experience, you know, because it's you discover things about people uh, and, and about like the way they live and stuff like that by being by friendship. I think more than you do through you know any kind of study or anything like that. I I, I reject all the women's studies stuff. Mm-hmm. If you want to know about women date one and that's why i guess a lot of them do that when they take women's studies these ladies right and then you know that's that's the gayness of college you know part of the indoctrination process that's ruining this country however you want to get it on a little bit in college or even afterward nothing wrong with that but can can i just tell you a little um scenario i I was sort of mulling over about about bisexuality may i well i mean this you're not hitting on me no (laughs) god no just going to confirm. Well, I was just trying to imagine, like, say a guy, um, say he's like, you know, middle aged, maybe like me, like in his late forties, kind of a schlubby guy, married, some kids, kind of fat. He decides, sort of a high voice, sort of a high pitched <laughs> voice. So say, say, say he decides to be bisexual, and so he's going to come out as bisexual. So he sits down with his wife and he says, "I'm." I've decided I'm bisexual. I realize this, mm. and um, so he says we have to get a divorce. Oh, he says that. Yes. Oh, I see. Because he really wants to own it, and then he sits down with his kids, and he says, "I'm a bisexual. Your dad's a bisexual," uh, <laughs> and he goes to work and he tells his boss, and like he calls his parents, and he's like, "I, I need to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I'm bi." So then he um, he leaves his wife. He gets his own apartment, maybe a little studio in the village yeah he decorates it like you know in a bisexual way he gets sure. a whole new bi wardrobe new bi haircut trying to imagine what this would look like but I, but then 
he can't find any men to have sex with him. <laughs> so then he just has to slink back to being straight. Like, you know. Which he can't. They're not going to let him back in that easy. I guess not. I don't he know. Should, I think I think the ending is he just has to live his life now as some kind of weird dude in the village. <laughs> <laughs> Who everybody thinks is bi. Oh, dear. You know, he has to go to work and his boss is like, so suck any dick lately? Well, like, I mean, look. I thought you had kind of a good point that like bi, I mean, bi is exactly for these sort of people, like 16 or 17 year old kids who don't want to tell their parents that they're gay. So they like bisexual just seems like it's still sort of holding out some hope. Yes. Like it's giving their, 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 their mother, well, they can feel, oh, well, yeah, he's just sort of means like, well, I'm just kind of experimenting now. The woman, as she commented uh, about this kid who's you know come recently come out as bi, she she mentioned that that he reassured her he wanted to have a wife and kids someday. Oh. It's so funny you say that because that seems like that's exactly the case. Right. He wanted to give her hope, and she said, "I was concerned. I I, I expressed. I said, you know, that maybe a woman might have a hard time, you know, uh, being with you, you know, as bi bisexual, you know." Mm -hmm. and he said, "Oh, don't worry. All my friends are into it." <laughs> They're all they're all bisexual Christians, so yeah, great. You got to marry one of them, though. You know, I hope it works out. By the way, uh, as, as we discuss this uh, this whole uh, bisexuality uh, factor in in, in his uh, in this kind of crime, and and you know, like I said, he had taken a, a lot of shit apparently. You know, since sixth grade. Here's one more comment on that piece, though, from Zach, and it shows you that you know there's more than one uh, perspective on this. He says people, especially Christians are really, really mean and crazy. They judge every goddamn thing. I really hope you get the support you deserve. People need to shut the fuck up and be nice and understanding. Be kind. <laughs> shut the fuck up and be nice and understanding. That's, think, that's, that's a tall order, right? Yeah, well, isn't that pretty much like the... Um, that seems like that's what the left wants from everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it is what the Bible says. I think, that, I think that's it. It's, it's kind of in the Bible. I believe, and Zach continues, I believe sexuality can change and is fluid. However, traditions are not. People are also trained to like one sex over the other. So say it's Zach. And it's true. I think it's true. Because there's nothing wrong with being a... I don't think there's anything wrong with being trained to like one sex. In fact, I know whenever I find myself unsure of who to be attracted to sexually, yeah. I refer back to my heterosexual training. And I'm always kind of amazed how clear those lessons come back to me, you know, but they're there. Yeah, it's it was, hard to forget. Yeah, it was a six-week course, but I completed it, and I had a little graduation thing, ceremony. And yeah. We just went out for pizza. It wasn't a big deal. But now, I'm a fully licensed and trained heterosexual. That's great. And I am fully licensed and- uh, You all paid up on your dues? <laughs> yeah, for the union, the heterosexual union. I don't um, know what they do with all that money. Pat, with this- um. This boy, this bisexual boy who killed the, the kid who was teasing him in high school. As a young bisexual, Abel Sedino, uh, repeating his senior year, by the way, stabbed to death Matthew McCree in history class. Also injured was a kid who may or may not be straight, but certainly has a bisexual name. That's 16-year-old Ariane LeBoy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bi name. Well, see, what I'm wondering is, had, had I'm wondering if maybe the um, kids he killed were gay. And we're teasing him for being, for being bi. Undoubtedly, you know how those gays are, teasing. No, I I, I doubt it. I like think making that, fun of him for not being completely gay. I mean, if it was in Manhattan, I might think that was the case. This oh, but the, in the Bronx, this is the Bronx, baby. Uh, they were throwing pencils at his head. Is what they were doing, and he didn't really know these two. He hadn't. He'd been teased by a lot of people over the years, I'm, but I'm, these I'm, two were like new bullies to him. So, uh, he I guess he's trying to. And plus. I think that repeating senior year factor is important because, yeah, you know, he didn't stab anybody the first 12 years. Right. And now it's like you've done your time. You know, that extra year, now you're a little bit bigger. You don't want to take this kind of shit anymore. And uh, you're just fed up. People in high school should remember, uh, you know, you're going to get out of it. It's not going to be forever. It's, everything changes when you're out of high school. It's so much. I wouldn't be in high school for even one year. If you're going to pay me a million dollars to be in high school for a year, I wouldn't do it. Really? I hate high school and junior high 
And I wasn't crazy about elementary school either. Yeah, I didn't like them either, actually. They were pretty bad. What's good about it? I mean, you show up. There's work to do at the end. There's work while you're there. Yeah. It wasn't so much about a social thing for me. It was more just like, I don't want to do this work. Right. I'm not interested in this. Well, the funny thing is, so that's what this kid had been planning on. Um, he, In ninth grade, he'd probably wanted to kill people. In 10th grade, he'd wanted to kill people. 11th grade, he wanted to kill people. And then when he got to be a senior, they were like, just one more year. Mm-hmm. I know you want to kill all these people, but mm-hmm. you only have one more year. And then, yeah. oh, shit, I have to repeat 12th grade. Well... So, and here he's got, so he's 18. He's got these 15-year-olds chucking pencils at his head and calling him bye. Yeah, you know what? You, you guys are picking on the wrong homo, sort of homo. Basically. I mean, yeah, there's not a specific name for bisexuals that's like, I mean, I guess faggot is what they called him. <laughs> yeah. But like. Well, that's the other thing I'm, I, I keep thinking about bi. It's like. Is it really, is there much of an, I mean, there is definitely a gay identity. There's a lesbian identity. Is there really much of a bi identity? I mean, who who's persecuted for being bi? <laughs> the bi people, but they're persecuted like, by the gays. By the gays. Isn't that strange? I don't know how deep that persecution goes. I mean, I, how could I possibly? But uh, it, it bothers them a lot. You know, they, they really don't, they really feel like a sense of not belonging. Yeah. And, uh. The thing is, uh, of all people, you would think the gay people, go, yeah, whatever works. You right. Know? No, 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 no. But they, they don't like it. They see it as like um, uh, trying to, well, obviously trying to have it both ways. But they've got a letter. Yeah. LGBT. I am j- I'm in the fucking title. That gives me, you know what I mean? Yes. If you're in there, you're in there. So. Well, here's another question. Like, well, I advocate for your rights, but I don't like you personally. Well, LGB all makes sense on some level, but where does T come in? Well, that has nothing to do with it. Look, there's two axes: there's sexual inclination, mm-hmm. and then there's gender identity, and those are two those two things are supposed to be completely different. So why is T? That's that's like oh well, I mean, because you, you can be like a gay trans man, you can be a woman who becomes a man and and uh, likes men. Or you can be a man who becomes a woman. Gender identity and uh, sexuality. And sexuality are completely different. They're completely different. So we're told. I see. So why is it, there should really be, like for instance, the the center on 13th Street, there should be the LGB center. Yeah. And across the street, there should be a T center and never the twain shall meet. Right. In fact, maybe put it on a different street. Maybe put it down the street a bit. Uh, We don't really want to have anything to do with those people and you know what if you happen to be like a gay trans person you can go to the gay center some other time but we're not there's no reason for it to be mixed up and when you're focusing on your transness you go to the t center yeah when you're focusing on your gayness you go to the lgt the lgb center lgb (laughs) the lbj center right because uh that's why that's why (laughs) I just don't. Uh, I never thought little... about that. That's really interesting. Do uh, you make a valid point? And I know what they. I, I have a feeling what they would say would just be something very like corporate. Like, um, although uh, you that that is true. Uh, those of us who are on the outside mm-hmm. of society, feeling like we're looking in, uh, need each other support. We support our you know fellow people who uh, are whatever. You know what I mean? They, yeah, it, yeah. It other be, sexual uh, minorities, but exactly. really. Now that things have gotten so, when the pedophiles so, then, well, you know, now that things have gotten so advanced and mm. we're at such a quantum level away from where we were. Once you hit T, it just went from it went to fucking a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now is the time. Really, we, we 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 shouldn't just lump everybody together. We have to have separate groups, separate centers, separate organizations. There should no longer be like. Okay, and when it's the LGBT, when it's Pride Parade, we mm. really should have a separate parade for for trans people, the unless they're parade. gay. Yeah, well, unless they're unless they're gay. So, and then I, they, I think a lot of I think a lot of gay people would applaud that. Actually, uh, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot of lesbians are really down on like the trans thing. Yeah, uh, which is their right, and they. I mean, but it, I think that they wouldn't care at all if they weren't like if it wasn't like part of their group. Like, like wait mm-hmm. a second, that's not I, that, you know. Back when I joined, but uh, it's right. a, it, it is it's something to talk about. Well, sixteen-year-old uh, Ari and LeBoy, 
he's not going to die. I think he was in a coma. He's come out of the coma. Uh, but uh, both Ariane LeBoy and Matthew McCree had been throwing pencils at Sedino, beating him in the head multiple times while calling him names. Uh, he said uh, he went to the bathroom, and the teen's bullying continued. And they went, when he turned around to confront them, this is in history class, McCree punched him in the face twice, which I did not know, but he did. He, he, he punched him in the face twice. And uh, that's when Sedino enacted the blade, stabbing McCree to death in the chest. And when the boy tried to help his friend, he got the same but less fatal. No kidding. So actually, maybe he has a self-defense. Uh... I think it's death or great bodily harm, and that's when you can like kill somebody in self-defense. But uh, great bodily harm, I mean, like uh, define that. I mean, the I don't know if like two guys are two guys who like are uh, gay bashing you. Uh huh. And teasing you and tormenting and bullying you. And look, then they start how, punching how, you in the face. Look how it ended for Matthew Perry, you know, all hung up on a barbed wire fence. Matthew Perry. Matthew Shepard. All right. What's <laughs> <laughs> Matthew he, Perry? He was bisexual. <laughs> Who, Shepard or Perry? Yeah. Matthew Perry, I, I don't know if he's bisexual. Yeah. You know, you know the old saying, like, you can, like, um, you can paint all your life and nobody's going to ever call you a painter, but you suck one dick and you're gay forever. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like this whole bisexual thing. It, it doesn't wash. It doesn't go down smooth for a lot of people. I, I think not. Well, I remember Dice Clay. Bisexual. Either you suck dick or you don't suck dick. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and that was in 1991, back when everybody was, you know, a little less tolerant, you, you might argue. Right. He was sort of the antidote for that at the time i think so people had sort of like started down that path and he was like oh <laughs> yeah 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 he kind of like he, he 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 like really pulled the reins in on pc culture he did and he yeah exactly and and, and they attacked him you know hardcore yeah, yeah, he was yeah. really under attack uh he did cry on arsenio right i what was that what what, what caused him to cry again he was just describing the i do it kind yeah, of he, an and then everybody laughed at him right it was not a that, that i don't know if that was the move but uh, yeah, hey, well, you can't argue with the success of the man over the years. He can still fill any room uh, as he goes out, and, and and like that. There's something to be said for that. You he know, was great. Lot. He was great in that Woody Allen movie. Did you see that? Uh, which was that? Blue Jasmine. Oh, did I see? I don't think I saw that. It one. was really good, and he was great. He was really? like one of the best things in it. Louis C.K. is in the movie too. Oh, he's actually really bad. Louis C.K. is bad. Well, he's just not a great actor. But Andrew Dice Clay did a very, very, did a credible job. You know that. The allegations are sort of, uh, not, it's not even allegations, it's rumors and gossip that he masturbated in some, you know, in front of somebody. Uh, did we yeah. talk about that last week? Yeah, yeah I've heard that. We yeah. didn't talk about it on the show. Oh, yeah. We talked about it while you were masturbating in front of me. You said, this, <laughs> right, is, what, yeah. you said this is what Louis C.K. does. Thank God I'm not going to get <laughs> You ain't no bitch, are you? <laughs> you know, now they have, um, the new thing is bringing therapy dogs into the schools. Oh. Just to have him. In fact, I don't so, know if you saw this, but like a, a couple months ago, uh, they went to one of the schools that's doing all this restorative justice stuff, De Blasio, and he brought Commissioner O'Neill of the NYPD. And there's this picture of O'Neill sitting in a circle with a bunch of kids holding a um, Kermit the Frog doll. <laughs> and I guess they pass it around. And like when you're holding it, you talk about your feelings. Mm. Um, oh, you okay? Because you're the one holding the talking thing. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And. Uh, I have to say, um, do you have to talk like Kermit while you're holding it? Do you have mm-hmm. to actually puppeteer? You have to talk like Ray Kelly. <laughs> no, but I, I, I kind of got the feel. I, I, <laughs> Comm- <laughs> I don't know. Commissioner O'Neill didn't look like totally like psyched to be doing it. Of yeah, I mean, he felt like an asshole. He's like, this is what I got to do. Okay, oh, all right. That this job is what uh, this is what I wanted. This is what he wanted. So, uh, what did he expect? It just so happens I am a police commissioner while we have the worst mayor of all time. And I'm not the only one saying that. But, you know, that's all political shit. It does affect everything, though. I mean, they, would, they would say school suspension rates are racist because, or that the policies are racist because there's a disparate impact of the application of these rules because black kids have higher suspension rates school suspension rates than um than white kids yes yes that, that is, that's exactly uh, that's that's the whole reason that they came up with it the yeah. shame of that is it really these policies negatively affect schools that are primarily uh, african american and hispanic it was a Manhattan oh, yes. institute study that showed that 
those schools are affected. Uh, it, it's you know in, in more. It's well, bad. it makes sense because say there's like ten percent of the kids. Say f- there's say there's five percent of the kids who um, act up all the time. And if you can't suspend them, you've got to spend a lot of resources dealing with them in some other way. It seems as if like you're taking because you're taking the, the 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 smallest amount of people who are causing those problems. Right. And really saying. These are the ones. Well, it's like under Bush, you had the no child left behind. Well, if you think about no child left behind, that means like everybody has to be where the last child is. No <laughs> right. child gets ahead. Yeah, no child gets ahead is what it should be called. <laughs> right. Wow. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, but that's Stick true. with me, Pat. I'll like rearrange your thinking. I re- no, it does. It's like it, it's exactly what it is. No child gets ahead. And you're holding back a lot more people than we get left. But the policy should be some kids left behind. Yeah. You know, it could be your child left behind. Well, it's like this whole idea: every child must be ready. We must make every child co- Everybody needs to be college ready. Yeah, college like ready. Even the kids that go to college in New York City aren't college ready. They all like sixty percent of them need um remediation when they get to City College. Oh, sure, because because they were working so hard to you know grade them up a little bit so they could be ready for college. You know, yeah. I mean, like it's it's. It's a lazy way of doing things to just say, as again, in the schools, we won't report this to the cops. Therefore, the crime rates are low. Therefore, right. the schools are safer than they've ever been. Yes. And they're not. So that's very interesting uh, what you say there. I like. Uh, Thanks, Pat. Uh, you know, which I for- I've already forgotten what it was. That, don't but worry I, about I, it. I remember I, it, was I very, forgot too. it was very, very interesting. But I put it on tape. Yeah. We did. <laughs> are you recording this? <laughs> Shit. Uh I, he says, I didn't mean to kill him, uh, Sedino. By the way, his name's Abel, which is, uh, you know, oh, it's kind of funny. Yeah, because uh, it was Cain that killed Abel with a stone, and now it's Abel that killed Matthew with a knife. Wow. And, well, that's uh, kind I feel of like, like we've, um, we've come full circle. Well, now that From the first murder to the most recent. From the first murder to the last murder. Hopefully it'll be the last one. Can you imagine? Then he would be like Jesus, sort He'd of like, like the Jesus redeem, of murder. redeeming humanity. <laughs> well, he is, uh, you know, all gay and all straight. Which represents the humanity and uh, the divinity of Jesus. That's great. So, I love that. I, I'm going to preach that. <laughs> Representing. Uh, I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know how much that's going to get you though. If, if anywhere else, you know, like no, it, it's not. It's not a popular thing. To, uh, what if you? What if you witness that in a church? You know, the gospel that, of that being like, by. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, he asked me if he felt sorry about McCree's slang. Sedina nodded and said, uh, I will hold their memory in my heart, which sounds like shorthand for me that uh, when I jerk off, I'm going to think about them. You know what? The city council is kind of like stuck in a weird position because they had a moment of silence for McCree, but they're also holding special a special council hearing on bullying. Mm-hmm. So uh, they don't know exactly which side to come down on. Yeah, I mean, uh, that we're, it's, you know, his mother says that he was not a bully. That, that's her take on it, you know. Well, she strongly, strongly objects to that, uh, to that, uh, what you would call perception of him. She said, mm-hmm. my son didn't even come close to being a bully, okay? How would she know? She said, let's get this clear. My son was loved by many people. I bet he was, but not as many as Abel Sedino. <laughs> she said whether, and, and as she continued, whether it was pencil throwing, paper throwing, my son is dead. My son is dead, uh, which is... Uh, That's true. Reminiscent of that Kintner woman, you know. Which Kintner woman? Oh, Alex Kintner's mom, you know, when, when she's telling Roy uh, Scheider, Chief Brody and Jaws. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. My boy is dead. Uh, and then she says it again. That's the kind of thing you say twice, I yes. guess. My son is dead. I want you to get that. Uh, but to my knowledge, he wasn't accused of throwing paper. Sounds like one of those subtle downgrades to me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Pencil throwing, paper throwing, paper folding, right? Pencil sharpening. How was he? And uh, Davis, uh, the the mom adds that McCree had dreams of graduating high school and playing oh. basketball at Fordham University. Well, oh. go tell that shit to the Daily News, okay? The official paper of mourning lost potential. Right. It has been noted that Urban Assembly School for Wildlife Conservation, that's the full name. I don't yeah. know, wildlife conservation. Uh, they did not have metal detectors in place. The McCree's family lawyer, Sanford Rubinstein, is taking aim at the City Department of Education. Mm-hmm. You see, in a press conference, 
from his office in Brooklyn, Rubenstein said, this is a school where 81% of the teachers felt unsafe. 45% of the students felt unsafe. And in which there were two incidents with weapons all last year. Well, it's funny about the the, uh, the metal detectors because a couple of years ago, de Blasio had a whole initiative to remove the metal detectors um, from schools. Uh, because, And this is funny because people say like, you know, you've heard this whole uh, line about the uh, schools to prison pipeline. Yes, exactly. That's what So this, all yeah. these people, you know, these uh, activists and so forth would say, look, if you have metal detectors at the schools, you've already criminalized the kids. And that's like putting the idea of bringing, like, they wouldn't even think about doing crimes if you didn't have the metal detectors. Yeah, you're pre-accusing them of bringing weapons. Right. In fact, I'm sure that the metal detectors were set up just out of school suspicion that they might. <laughs> yes. Well, then they would say, like, how come they're not at every school? It's like, well, certain schools. Uh... Look, if you had, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Point. We should, we right. should give that a lot of careful thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this school insisted on not having them. They insisted they didn't need them. Uh, and a lot of weapons don't get found. A lot, of, a lot of, you know why a lot of kids bring weapons to school? It's because of bullying. So, so a thing about bullying is great, but what are you going to say about it that hasn't been said on an after-school special already? What is there to say about it? You shouldn't do it. Right. Well, how about that kid, that college kid who jumped off the bridge because his roommates, um, remember this? They, they set up the webcam to get him like. Oh, right. Well, he, that's, you know, that's a whole sexual shaming thing, right? Right. Yeah. But that's uh, kind of similar. Uh yeah, how, but uh, I mean that could have been done there. I mean you know Nothing. they get no roommates. Well, that's why know? they say that's why with anti-bullying initiatives they start very young. Like you know everybody has value. Everybody hasn't like you know and have a lot of as um, if a kid can understand that concept. Every kid has value. Even Neil <coughs> pulled his pants all the way down to take a piss. <laughs> I mean, look, we've all been raised on the, like you and I. Everybody younger than us, everybody's been raised with the same Sesame Street values. Everybody was raised this way, but it doesn't seem to have helped that much. I don't I don't think it has. It's something that you have to learn by experience. You can't just tell people. You can't explain that to kids. It's not good to do that, and there's reasons. I guess they should just really make free to be you and me more of the curriculum. It's okay for boys to cry. Uh that's that's the message, right? Yeah, it's okay to. It's okay to for say, everyone to cry. It's okay for it's everyone to cry. It's all right to cry. It's all right cry to suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's next. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, someone. What's his name? Someone wants a doll. That's another one of the songs. Bobby wants a doll and a cock in his ass. <laughs> it's okay to have a cock in your ass. It just might make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, I've had about enough of this fucking story. Yeah. You know, it's What's really, next? Aren't there any non-bisexual stories? I mean, well, there certainly are. Great. In fact, let's move on. To coming one. right up, an 18-year-old woman claims two Brooklyn detectives forced her to perform sex acts in an unmarked police car. Now, this is already hotter. In a van, in exchange for letting her walk free, uh, the Brooklyn teenager told cops one of the narcotics officers raped her, and they both forced her to give them head in a Chipotle parking lot. On September 15th, now that, that was they had threatened to take her to the police station. They took her to a Chipotle parking lot in a van. Now, how old is she? This girl, 18 years old. So she's of age. I mean, uh, it seems like it must be consensual then, right? No, it's, not necessarily. What? If <laughs> <laughs> Well, she's very attractive. Uh, if you want to see her on Twitter, at Anna Chambers. And I'm not like... Uh, and there's two A's in that. It's like Anna A Chambers. Uh, A-N-N-A-A uh, Chambers. It's weird because usually don't they make a big point of um, keeping the rape victim's name out of the papers? Well, she uh, made a big point of coming forward because okay. she couldn't believe she didn't like what was going on uh, with the way the case was being treated and, and she wanted to become active in it. And she's got a really hot body and bikini shots. Mm -hmm. It's an unusual kind of reaction to yeah. sexual assault. Uh, I I haven't seen it before. I think that I think the bikini pictures were there prior to. 
she's added other ones. So they're both before and after the situation. Okay. Uh, I think. I think they are. Well, I'm not going to, like... Have you seen the photos? Yeah, yeah, oh, you yeah. should. I'm not going <laughs> to do any... I'm certainly not going to slut-shame her, and she has the right to, you know, love her body, and that's great, you know. Well, of, of course. I, I, you know, if it wouldn't surprise me 100% if some cops, like, raped her. It wouldn't... Uh, hey, look, anything happens... This is everything happens on this planet that happens. Yes. You know, everything occurs. However, uh, and and I I completely agree. It's it's not um, perhaps uh, the, the the sort of thing that one does to analyze the behavior of somebody uh, post rape uh, and say and 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 use that to somehow um, uh, judge the, right, the quality right, of her right. accusation. She doesn't seem distraught, and I'm happy about that. That's good. I'm happy she has snapped it together so quickly, and uh, and and I'm very happy to see that. Um, yeah, hey, I, I guess she's speaking with a lawyer. Uh, that's great. You know, uh, she, so she, the, she she got some new uh, glamour shots up on her Instagram. <laughs> that's, that's also great. Anna Chambers, if you're interested. So the officers targeted the woman after uh, finding prescription drugs in a car during a traffic stop. In a uh, Calvert uh, Calvert Vaux Park, Calvert Vox Park, mm -hmm. is that how you pronounce that? In Coney Island, near Coney Island. Now, uh, it's, it's, I don't think they needed to take her in the van to begin with. There was no reason to. I think she there was like a, a pill or something like that, like a clonopin, mm -hmm. or that she had. But I think she had a prescription. She has a prescription, um, and um, the, you know, so what? You know, but she had like scratched herself. And they were like, "What do you do? Why are you scratching that? You know, I want to see." And they made her like, you know, pull her bra off. Um, so I, yeah. they, it says they ordered her to undress, uh, claiming uh, they were searching for drugs. They ordered her to undress. Mm. The lawyer said they didn't find any narcotics on her, but they cuffed her anyway. Then they pressured her into sex. This is according to her lawyer. Uh, I mean, are cops allowed to just conduct um, random like strip searches of people? Well, I there's obviously situations in which they would be you know like if you w were to take uh something of, of value like uh, some heroin or something and and like visibly stick it into your uh, ass or something yeah. then i think they could go into your ass to get that mm. because you're hiding evidence if I, I, and i think that they, if they have reasonable uh what do you call it uh suspicion. some sort of suspicion yeah i think they have probable cause probable cause that's for an arrest uh but reason i think you're right reasonable suspicion for a stop they have the right to uh they can do that a terry stop is legal people yeah. say it's like stop and frisk is, is is unconstitutional it's not uh they said that their the new york city's administration of it was however it's it's completely legal to stop and frisk so it's called a terry stop they do it all over the world all, all over the world all over the country and i don't think it normally goes down to like bra and panties for a stop that's a, that's not that's beyond a terry stop hearing about um cops like uh Looking in someone's um, rectum for heroin, mm -hmm. um, that's kind of like when I, I'm not sorry I didn't become a cop. <laughs> I don't think I would necessarily be wanting to like fiddle around with some some, some guy's <laughs> like ass well, looking, looking for like a little package with like a gram of heroin in it, it or seems something. seems like I, I, at that point you might just uh, cuff him and take him in. Kind you know? of. The evidence is in there. Now, the cops... Admit that they had sex with a girl, right? They do. And, and they say, "Oh no, no!" But it was consensual. But they do. I mean, they, they should lose their job already. Like you can't, you can't have, have sex on the job yeah, while you you're a cop. Exactly, especially not with a suspect. Uh, they told her that they would spend three hours in the precinct. That these cops, according to the lawyer, uh, and this is what you're going to do for us, and we'll let you go. That was that's the whole idea uh. of this area. So he says there was zero consent. Uh, the cops were over six feet tall. She's very petite, like five two, maybe a hundred pounds. There's nothing she could do. And my understanding was she was handcuffed as well. Now uh, they they claim it was consensual. Oh, no, she wanted it. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, if she didn't want it, why was she like in the van? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what Commissioner O'Neill said. He said not everyone is worthy to wear the badge. Well, that that is true. That that there are bad apples in every bushel. Yes. And uh, the head of the detectives union, he he wouldn't comment on the allegations. And uh, Internal Affairs is investigating. 
They've called uh, multiple police officers for questioning. It could be inappropriate for me to comment. Uh, this is Michael Palladino speaking. Uh, now, she, there was a whole piece in the Post about her revisiting the scene and tearfully, you know, oh. uh, uh, looking at these locations with her father, lawyer, and a, and a, and a PI. Uh, did When she revisited the scene, did they, like... Um like go in and get like chips with guacamole. <laughs> Why don't you want to just uh, <laughs> get a good program? Well, I was wondering if maybe they had she gone to Chipotle before. Uh, they drove her there instead oh, of the precinct, okay. uh, and so and and the, more information on just kind of this how this whole thing happened. You know, step by step. The clean the teen claimed that she was touching the outside of her shirt when one of the officers asked, "Why are you scratching yourself?" Mm-hmm. Uh, good thing she wasn't scratching her pussy. The officer then pointed to her and to her bra and said, "You're hiding something. Take it off." Uh, I, that's a lonely man, perhaps. Uh, the detectives discovered prescription pills in her purse. She said, and they allegedly ordered her to step out of the vehicle and then hop back into the police van when they found the pills. Then they drove her to a Chipotle parking lot, uh, et cetera, et cetera. She she heard the detective leer about catching a glimpse of her nipple ring. Mm. You've got to see this, the detective allegedly told his partner sparking the frenzied attack in which she was raped by one and forced to perform oral sex on both well, all at the same time it sounds to me like um these guys uh these guys are going to um learn what it's like to be by <laughs> yeah when they get to prison well yeah they'll be by available even if they're not uh, yeah basically like, like by enthusiastic right uh, they if these two detectives did something wrong they'll pay the price that's what o'neill said so, good you know, I, I, you know and of course of course that's what needs to happen yeah they, they say it was consensual though uh they say um and i think that like that might be what brought her out was them saying it was consensual she says justice needs to be done so when once that happened i think she started tweeting about it i think i got a little bit more uh you know, but that's the way it happened. They turned in DNA samples. These cops. Well, the eighteen-year-old wants good a special that's prosecutor. Do. Didn't they already admit that they did it? Well, I think it's a good idea to prove it, just in case they decide to retract that. I mean, they're not in court yet. That that you know, that's just evidence. Right. They can say, "Oh no, meant we didn't do it." Uh, well, what if the DNA evidence comes back? You know, that that it's like there's no that it that it isn't there. But she had a rape kit, you know, and and this is what one thing that the the detective said it was consensual. Like I said, the lawyer said it can't be consensual. She's under arrest, and he said, uh, you know, she's fed up. They haven't already been arrested. She, he, you know, the lawyer points out it's 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 almost three weeks already. There's a rape kit. What's the holdup? And maybe that's a good point. You know, I mean, like they're cops. There's a rape kit. If if they weren't cops, they'd be arrested right away. I mean, it's right. it's definitely more egregious, you know, for a cop, you know. Yeah. Rapes, I think they get they definitely got a lot of leeway. Uh, Sounds like they could have like quite a few charges because if they drove her mm-hmm. away, like that's kidnapping. Well, she was under arrest, though. Yeah, but like, she didn't break the. I think they had a reason to arrest her. Okay. But that's also the fact but if that they she, they drove her to a Chipotle. I don't think that's where they usually book people. <laughs> well, that's that's where where they went wrong. Yeah, they should have never stopped at Chipotle. I think that if th- and that's the point that he made, she's under arrest. It cannot be consensual, right? So that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is rape. It has to be. Right. They it's say like, it's consent. No, it wasn't consensual. No matter right. what these cops say, that's like saying that a thirteen-year-old. No, it was consensual. Sure. As the, in France, they an eleven-year-old was consenting. Right. They, they found court found. What the fuck's going on in France? They could do that. Well, this is an interesting type of story for me. And on the next New York City crime report, uh, a, a, a very similar type of story. This is going to be a regular thing, apparently. It'll be a whole section on the crime report called, uh, you know, when cops rape. Because uh, a Boogie D cop accused of preying on a teenage girl charged with five counts of rape, among others, in a 67-count indictment. And this makes it look even worse for the officer, according to Bronx DA Darcel D. Clark, the world's ugliest district attorney. Officer Raul Olmeda videotaped his demeaning and demoralizing acts. That story and a lot more, New York City crime, on the next episode of Cry Rep. That's what I'm going to call it now. I'm going to oh. shorten it like that. You know, Cry Rep. Shorten stuff. Yeah. Cry Rep. Uh, a, a Queens public school teacher. This is the speed round. Uh, fired for uh, warning his fifth graders to quiet down or someone will come in and shoot us. 
That seemed like a firing well, offense. You, you don't know. know. Could happen. Uh, he's uh, he's also uh, showed up later, skipped school 76 times in two years. Well, I mean, He should be expelled. Can I just tell you something? When I was in elementary school, <laughs> yes. now I went to a suburban elementary school that was almost all white, kind of like, you know, like the, 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 the D.C. suburbs. Mm-hmm. And um, we had this art teacher one year who would just say the most vile things about her sex life in the middle of class, like talk about how her boyfriend liked to lick her ass. <laughs> art teachers. You know. And I think someone ratted on her, but she didn't get fired. That's nuts. That's a whole different standard. Yeah. From today. This guy just mentions you might get shot. Uh, what if he did it like during like a, a, like a, a you know what I bet it was? Mm. You know what I bet it was? I bet mm. it was during some kind of drill. They have these drills for shooters now. Right, probably. active shooter drills. And he's probably like, hey, be quiet down or someone will come in and shoot us. You know, like as part of the he's in the moment of like explaining to mm. them why they need to be quiet at this time. Maybe. I mean, if it was something like that, I would not be surprised. However, the guy sounds like a piece of shit, never shows up for work. And he's already moved to a substitute role in uh, 2011 for using profanity, you know. Uh, so uh, this is what he said. If you guys don't come in. Oh, he did tell uh, He told students uh, at, at PS 101 in Flushing, uh, January 2014, put your fucking hands down. <laughs> okay. He told him to put his fucking hands down. He was fired last month. So it's hard to get rid of a teacher. I, I'm surprised a, they fired him. If a teacher got fired, he's, he's fired for a good reason. Right. An elderly woman. I mean, this is elderly woman news. In elderly woman news, an elderly woman was fatally struck by a van as she tried to cross uh, Pittman Avenue in the Bronx Friday night. I, would, I guess if it, would, if it was, I was trying to make a connection between the van and Coney Island. You know, what if they ran over an old lady mm. on the way to like rape this one? Wow. But this was in the Bronx. It was Pittman Avenue, and then the driver had fled the scene on foot, which uh, I guess indicates that that van did not belong to him. Right? Probably not. You wouldn't leave your own van, or it wasn't registered to him, or the, no, they couldn't trace it. Right. Uh, that was Hilda Orocho, 82, crossing the avenue. And here's the thing. She was mid-block in Wakefield, and just feet from her own front door. She went out the door, walked across the street, hit by a van, that pronounced sucks. dead at Jacoby. That's horrible. And they're still looking for the driver. And in violent Brooklyn, the rotting corpse of that 41-year-old man who was found buried in the backyard in Bushwick. I tell you, these Brooklyn dicks with their compost piles. Mm-hmm. A police dog sniffed out the decaying body, which was wrapped in a garbage bag and buried behind a home on Himrod Street, which uh, near Evergreen Avenue in Bushwick around 4 p.m. A pending family notification, the man's name's not been released, but everything else inside the man has. Uh, the reason they don't release a name before the victim family's notified, uh, I think it's because they, they don't want someone to be reading the paper and be like, oh, dead body found in a backyard in Brooklyn. And it was your dad. <laughs> right. Yeah, they don't want I, think, people, I think that's I think that's um, prudent. I think so, too. You don't want people crying reading your newspaper on the, on the post, uh, reading it on the train. Uh, the city medicals, uh, medical examiner's office will determine his cause of death because they're the ones who do that. Yeah. They're going to determine it. Uh, well, a couple of messages here to uh, acknowledge from the fa- uh, Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash paddixonnyc. Oh. If you want to support, please come. From Amber, uh, a message. She said, you'll always be my first love, Dixon, <clears throat> which already. That's great. That's pretty cool. Uh, she said, but Baron is also a goddamn treasure. Oh. Uh, and she said, who is, the real, who is the real Baron that I can follow on Facebook and Twitter? Well, I've told you guys so many times. Yeah, it's pretty easy. It's at City Council Watch. And I'm not saying no, that it's to be at a shitty day. NYC Council Watch. NYC Council Watch. Yeah. I've got yeah. Cha- I'm thinking about changing that. It's like kind of stupid. Well, yeah, because you're not really watching the council now. I'm not really spending that much time in the council, and it's not a great Twitter handle. You're right. It's, it's, not, uh, it, it's, it's not something that you can like. Uh, well, so what are you thinking about? Like my name. Fucking the. How about fucking Seth? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Amber. I appreciate the message. Uh, from Kevin. Uh, hey, hi, Pat. Your episodes with Seth Barron have been fantastic. Oh, wow. I could listen to you uh, two guys every week. Well, oh, you've, got, you've got the chance. 
<laughs> the NYCCR. <laughs> New York City Crime Report is as good as it's ever been. Keep up the great work. Love thanks it. Too. Yeah, thanks. And uh, appreciate the message. Now, uh, also, uh, Nick wrote this uh, short email. Uh, it says, uh, I just remembered I listened to your 301 Unwifeable tripping on LSD. Wow. Great shit. I died laughing more than once. <laughs> Keep it rolling. So, hey, it might be just the acid talking, but I, I, I happen to agree. That was a pretty good episode. My wife, uh, Mandy Stadmiller, news for Mandy Stadmiller on Unwifeable. And uh, her book, you know, it's in pre-sales now. So you go to crimeaward.nyc. It's a pink cover with like, a, you should just go look at the cover anyway. It's really cool. It's, it's what the book's it is, going It's like. a great cover. Stumping out a cigarette. It's just like, it's a really, it's, when it's very like uh, appealing to look at. And the book will be out in April. So get your copy because, uh, you know, well, there's really no risk if you don't get one, just that you won't get to read it. Yeah. And if, let me tell you something. Pretty fucking racy. My dad was saying like, oh, I'll have to get that. I'm like, dad, I don't, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a lot for a young person, you know, let alone uh, my, my poor old pop. Sure. Uh, so thanks for those messages. We appreciate it. And uh, you guys, uh, and I know I'll also say hello to Patrick uh, uh, down uh, who, who's not far from here. He coined the term for ongoing rape relationships. Uh, sometimes we have, you know, these rapes that last years, generally with like an underage girl. Mm. But there's some pretense of normality about being around her. Like she's a student at the school where you teach or she's a girlfriend, like your girlfriend's daughter or something. Uh, and, and he coined the term. This is called a violationship. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's the one who did that. But by the way, Patrick's sister and her fiance or boyfriend, and I'm not, I'm not sure, but they visited New York a couple of months ago, and Patrick wrote me ahead of time, put him on the guest list at Dangerfields, where I was performing that night. Great to meet them. Uh, you know, great people. And uh, thanks for uh, setting that up, Patrick. Uh, yeah. And uh, and thanks for the great term, by the way. Yeah, that uh, is really clever. Yeah. Violationship. Now, uh, you know, you can also get in touch with me uh, by writing me at Pat Dixon nyc at gmail.com if you're not a patron you know that's that's the best way to do it you can go on a patreon uh then like uh all you're doing is providing some kind of financial uh, i don't know support for this uh, show that's otherwise free you know thousands of untold tens of thousands of people listen to it and uh there's no uh money you know what I mean? yeah, which is it's, fine it's, that's great you know, i do it because it's a mission i love doing it i'm not being a dick but hey uh you know if you enjoy it you think it's worth a buck uh, an episode? Well, there's plans for that. You know what I mean? If you think it's worth like slightly less than a buck, mm -hmm. then you would be in the $3 plan range. That's great. There's all different plans and tiers. And here's the best part. I don't want money for nothing unless it's if you go with a dollar a month, you're not going to get much. But with the three and five and, and the $10 or whatever, you know how it goes up. You get all this video content. Oh, I'll, and it's, it's a lot. It's hours and hours and hours. Go topless special. And, and as I come up with new stuff, you get it. And there'll be... There's you know, always more stuff added. So if you if you like the idea, if you enjoy the show, you think that might be fun to kind of watch something that's sort of along those lines. I'd be willing to um, go topless if people give you money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they can... They can um, I'll, I'll take video and they can, they can look at it. You, going topless is fine, but will you shake it? Well, sure. Why not? Pat Dixon, NYC at gmail thanks for your uh, messages and uh you know yeah i'll see you in new york city sometime uh thanks one more time seth baron thanks pat thank you for listening to new york city crime report thank you for listening to new york city crime report thank you for listening too long of a pause thank you for listening to new york city crime report nailed it Is it over?